Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, welcome to your Hollywood crime scene mini episode. Hello. Hi, Desi. Good afternoon. A lot of daytime shows this week. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Melon's staring at me. Oh, my God. He just woke up from his nap. He's, yeah. He might be a nightmare. Okay. We have some news stories this week. We don't have any top stories, oh, but. No truck spills. <laughs> I don't have any truck spill stories this week. This is from the Associated Press. Woman declared dead in Ecuador revives during her wake. <gasps> Health authorities investigate. This is from Quito, Ecuador. A 76-year-old woman who was declared dead at a hospital in Ecuador astonished her relatives by knocking on her coffin during her wake. And the incident has prompted a government investigation into the hospital. But it's like the creepiest way to do it. To do, to, <laughs> to do she waited to, to like let your relative know no you're not dead by like knocking on the coffin. Do you think she did shave in a haircut? Two da, bits. Da, 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 da. And yeah. they were like, oh my god, that's her signature song. <laughs> she knocked, and someone said, "Who's there?" <laughs> Rel- relatives left the coffin behind and rushed. Retired nurse Bella Montoya back to the hospital after the wake Friday in the central city of Babahoyo. Son Gil- Gilberto Barbera told the Associated Press. It gave us all a fright, Barbera said, adding that doctors have said his mother's situation remains dire. Ecuador- Ecuador's health ministry said that Montoya was in intensive care Monday at the Martin. Icaza Hospital in Babahoyo, while the ministry investigates doctors involved in her case. A technical committee has been formed to review how the hospital issues death certificates, the ministry said in a statement. Montoya initially had been admitted Friday at the hospital with a possible stroke at and cardiopulmonary arrest. But when she and when she did not respond to resuscitation, a doctor on duty declared her dead. So I guess she wasn't dead, clearly. But she was gone through this whole process of going to the morgue and being put in the coffin. Yeah. And not, she just was not awake, I guess. Barbara said his mother was unconscious, unconscious when she was brought to the emergency room and that a few hours later, a doctor informed him she was dead and handed over identity documents and a death certificate. The family then brought her to a funeral home and were holding a wake later Friday when they started to hear strange sounds. So it sounds like this happened on the same day. That's fast. That's that's fast. Um, there were about 20 of us there. I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh. I mean, I'm happy for the family that she's alive, but it's still really scary. Uh, it's really scary. <laughs> and it's like I'm thinking to myself, like, what would I want? Because <laughs> you've gone through the whole process now of grieving. Is she okay? Like, yeah. It says there were, Barbara said there were about 20 of us there. After about five hours of the wake, the coffin started to make sounds. Five hours? Five hours. 
my mom was, I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at this. I'm laughing at Melon. Um, my mom was wrapped in sheets and hitting the coffin. And when we approached, we could see that she was breathing heavily. I'm sad for this woman. This is must she, have been scary. I'm just curious what her level of consciousness is now. Is she like completely awake? Though he and relatives rushed her back to the hospital Friday, she was still in serious condition Monday. She was under intubation and doctors weren't giving relatives much hope about her prognosis. This is sad. Right, because maybe she would have been better off if they didn't uh, say she was dead. Like maybe they could have helped her, right? The doctors, you mean? If the doctors had made an accurate diagnosis. Because now she's lying in this coffin when she could have been getting medical care. Right. Yeah, or at least had a more peaceful time, like last however many days on this earth. Yeah. Than being trapped in a coffin, which is most people's worst nightmare. Oh my god. Yeah, definitely. Wild story. I mean, this, this happens too much. It, it, <laughs> considering it, that it should never happen. <laughs> it doesn't happen often, but it happens too much because. We've definitely done a story like this in the past year, though. Yes. And think about the ones we don't hear. Yeah. Like, there must be some we don't even hear about. This is a situation that you would have thought had died out in, like, the turn of the century. I mean, the only thing I can think is that they're like, she's dead, and they just don't bother to do the final check. Do you know what I mean? Because maybe yeah. 99% of the time it's accurate. Yeah. And they just feel like, I don't know, I think you should just always check. Or she can show signs like she's not breathing and stuff. Hold a mirror up to her mouth, something. Like that's what they did in the <laughs> old days. Anyway, our next story is from the Huffington Post. Video shows police investigating 911 call about UFO and not human creatures. A Las Vegas property was searched last month after residents claimed to see tall, big-eyed creatures in their yard. It followed a bright object falling from the sky. Las Vegas police last month investigated in a 911 call about a mysterious object falling from the sky and tall, quote, not-human creatures walking around a family's backyard, according to video and police reports obtained by local news outlets. Police body camera footage released last week shows the officers speaking with seemingly rattled residents just after midnight on May 1st following their 911 call. One of the unidentified men told the dispatcher that he was in the yard with his father and brother working on their truck when he saw something bright fall from the sky. They then felt a big impact and heard a lot of footsteps nearby. And then we have like big, a big equipment and we see there's a there's like an eight-foot person beside it, and another one's inside, and it has big eyes, and it's looking at us, the caller tells the 911 dispatcher. They're very large. They're like eight-foot, nine-foot, ten-foot. The man insists to the dispatcher that what he saw was not human. 100% they're not human, he said. <laughs> What what is this guy on? (laughs) (laughs) One of the Las Vegas Metro police officers responding to the scene expressed skepticism to the concerned residents. Body camera footage shows he said that he was taking it seriously. However, because his partner said they saw something from fall from the sky too. So I guess the cops saw a strange light also. 
I mean, I don't doubt they saw something fall from the sky. Mm. I I question the eight foot tall people that aren't human. What do you think fell from the sky? Could it be like a drone or like something like whatever? There's those things always flying around. The yeah. drones, the am don't they ship Amazon things that way now? Do they? I think so. I've, I've seen drones flying around before. Don't they have like Pizza Hut drones? And there are probably <laughs> lights on them. Yeah. I just, but that seems too small for like what this guy's describing. Well, I question his description. Okay. Also, maybe it's like, doesn't things fall from the airplanes or jets, like frozen shit or whatever? (laughs) He saw (laughs) glowing frozen shit. Police body camera footage around 11.50 p.m. did capture a bright glowing object falling from the sky in the area prior to the 911 call. What is this police footage? They're just constantly this. like there filming were, stuff. There were a number of fireball sightings in the area around this time, according to the American Meteor Society. It was like a big creature, one of the men tells an officer before guiding him to their backyard in the video. I don't believe in it, but what I saw, I do believe in it. I believe uh-huh. this guy. He's really serious. About I believe this. he's believing it. <laughs> I here's my opinion. They're out working on a truck. Okay. They're pounding beer. Oh God, <laughs> this is based on experience. Your own experience? <laughs> My own experience. It's a weekend. Yeah. Whenever this happened, what is it, Friday? Friday yeah, night? Yeah, it's Friday night. So you're, the work week is over. You're just tinkering on your truck with your bud, <laughs> getting fucking wasted. Yeah. And you see whatever, something fall. You hear some pitter-patter. I like that. That was my favorite detail. We heard feet, like pitter patter feet, steps. Yeah. Footsteps. Um, so I believe he's telling the truth, but I think he has an inaccurate. I think he was inebriated. Desi the skeptic. Yeah. I need to find some of these fireball videos because apparently other people saw stuff falling from the sky. I mean, there maybe there were some little meteors, right? right? Those are fiery. Out in the desert, you can see. I mean, if you're far enough away from the strip, you can see. Oh, totally. More lights. Totally. Because it's just so dark there. Yeah. Anyway, it wasn't. Didn't someone say last week that the the government admitted alien life? Really? I don't even read those stories because it literally doesn't interest me. Mm-hmm. Even if they found aliens, I'd be like, okay. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Doesn't matter to me. Like, <laughs> I believe in aliens because how can you not believe that in our universe there's some other life form that's just so stupid to me to think that we could, we're the only intelligent life form or maybe there's non-intelligent life forms out there. We're not intelligent. We are. <laughs> that's true. I spoke too soon. But I don't necessarily believe that they have visited us. I mean, That's they, could, they could be in another place and think exactly the way we think. They probably are. There's yeah. probably a parallel Earth or Earth-like planet where there's a bunch of um, also, you know, annoying human-like creatures. I think I don't have an opinion one way or the other, but I just literally don't care about aliens. I have no idea why. It doesn't interest me. I have zero interest. I'm... I'm pretty scared of an alien invasion. Like I don't think about it like it's going to happen, but I, I re- but what what I mean by that is one of my favorite movie genres is a scary alien invasion movie. Like I love Cloverfield. I love 
the War of the Worlds remake. I like the day the Earth stood still. I like like that scare. Those movies I like scare those me. Movies, they scare me. But uh, definitely not something I ever worry about. No, I don't worry about it like on a regular <laughs> basis. But I'm saying that like that that's a genre of movie that really that really scares They're me. They're super scary. Yeah, because you're fucked if that happens. We're it's just like show where our asses are hanging out mm. when we get because we're like oh we're gonna use our conventional weapons and they, they and have got, like fucking turns you into fucking slime or something. Yeah. <laughs> just annihilates us. We're, we're like, let me get my gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me... <laughs> hold on. I got to get my gun. Like, oh, shit. We are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I always laugh when people shoot like a supernatural creature in a movie. And they don't die. And then nothing happens. Yeah. It's yeah. very funny. Uh, so, look, believe it or not, these guys in Las Vegas... And there's no video of these glowing orbs falling. Or I'm sure they there were. is. I'm yeah. sure there is somewhere. I just they wouldn't load. Uh, okay. This video wouldn't load. But there is a lot of footage of the like body cam footage from when the cops got to the scene and they're talking to these guys. And that's probably funny. Yeah, I'll watch that later. Anyway, our next story is from Food Beast. 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 Food Beast. <laughs> Costco's new churro bunt cake. Has, oh. has fans on the hunt. I bet. Here's a picture of this churro bunt cake. I mean, that's something that's either great or really dry, mm. right? I think it, yeah. Okay, well, here's the description. When someone makes the effort to post about their Costco finds and deem them a, quote, certified banger, you know it must be good. I didn't write this. No. Food, food beast. That's a beast wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> they wrote that. Reddit user Impossible Cow 9178. <laughs> okay, I kind of trust her based on the the, the, the name. <laughs> I, I trust her too. Discovered a new hidden gem at their local Costco, a 2.5 pound churro bunt cake for a whopping 10.79. This one's a certified banger, folks, the Reddit user wrote. It isn't just a cinnamon pound cake, it has a very distinct churro flavor. But a moist p- pound cake consistency paired mm. with a cup of coffee. This is a heavy hitter. Go forth and procure this, my fellow Koskians. The bakery itself, Bakery Street, is located in San Francisco. Oh. Costco is never afraid to venture into uncharted waters when it comes to their bakery and sweets department, lest we forget about the five pound chocolate and peanut butter pie. So it isn't shocking to see a new creation popping up in stores. The cake. Drizzled in a dulce de leche sauce with, oh. and powdered sugar was found in Danville, California. That's in the Bay Area. Yes. But hopefully we'll be making its way across the country in due time. I'm going to check next time I go to Costco for this cake. Let's go to Costco. Can we go this week? I have to make a trip. I want to go and get a bunch of like uh, things. Let's have a Costco mission. It will be fun. I love their roast chickens. Oh, they're really good. They're like $5 for a roast chicken. I, I like this new trend of telling me how much a cake weighs. 2.5 pounds. <laughs> but it's also like the five pound peanut butter pie. It's like, what does that matter? I've never heard of that. I don't even know what the baseline is. Like, is that large? <laughs> is it a large cake? Like a big pie? That five pounds doesn't sound that big because it can be heavy, a pie, it could right? It dense. 
uh, and 2.5 pound cake. They're telling me this, like I have any basis of what's big. <laughs> I do yeah, not. No. I don't know how much a cake weighs. I, I'm unclear. This next story is about a couple who used their cat to be the official witness at their wedding. Oh, so love you, it. So you know when you're signing the documents and you have to have a witness? They put its paw in an ink pad? They literally put its paw in an ink pad, and the paw print is the witness signature. Look, nothing charms me more than when people involve their cat in anything they do. I like seeing them in a Christmas card, mm. in the wedding. I saw one where they put the cat in a stroller yes. to walk him down the aisle. He, <laughs> that cat was took that job so seriously. I fucking love it. It is the cutest thing, especially when the cat seems very nonplussed. He's just I, like, whatever. I like when the cat looks like he's taking the job seriously. Like he knows he has a sacred job yeah, to do. Yeah, I think as long as they're just sitting there, they all look kind of regal and serious, mm. which just makes me laugh. And by nonplussed, I mean just kind of like they're not stressed out at all. No. It's just like, yeah, I'm in the wedding. No. I'm in my fucking <laughs> stroller. When I, took, <laughs> when I took Romy many years ago to get her picture taken with Santa at Petco, she was like, she was crawling all over Santa. Oh yeah, she was. She was. I not think posing. most animals don't like it. Wouldn't yeah. like being like in a public place. I mean, or she, whatever. She liked going out to public places. That wasn't the issue. It's just that once she she was like a little kid. Once she got on Santa's lap, she's like, "No, I want to crawl. I want to play with this beard." Oh. Um. Anyway, this cat. There's a picture of this cat. This is from Insider. By the way, there's some drama going on at Insider. Like the editor or the CEO oh. was seen like taking down, um, he was doing like some union busting oh. shit. Like he was seen taking down like flyers in Wait, Brooklyn. Is Insider used to be Business Insider? Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't see the full story. I didn't read the full story. I just saw like a tweet about him. I mean, it's very rare to find a manager who's like anti, uh, pro union. They're always trying to like, Especially in these media, in these old these media companies, big media yeah. companies, they're kind of always trying to like not ha- make a union happen, right? Yeah, this guy was like caught on tape today tearing down these signs. What an embarrassment for him! So embarrassing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's just my little uh, note. But this story is from Insider. Yeah, I'm sure it's other places too. It's not the cat's fault. It's not the cat's the fault. The cat is pro union. <laughs> A married couple went viral on TikTok after they appeared to make their wedding official by having their cat sign the certificate as a witness. On June 8th, a TikToker who goes by Manda Moak Terry posted a video which showed her dressed in a in white alongside a man dressed up in a shirt. Wow. Why are they telling <laughs> what that's a you mean a wedding dress? <laughs> As they held a cat together on Aww. screen, an on screen caption. I think this writer had like a certain amount of words. Yeah. An on screen caption above the couple read Did you know in Colorado your cat can be the witness for your marriage license? Ugh. The duo then proceeded to apply ink to the cat's paw before they patted it against a piece of paper on the table in front. She was the perfect witness. A further on screen caption read Why not perfect? That's a good point. <laughs> Why would you do perfect? That is a really good point. Um, I have a video. I have a TikTok video of this. Oh my I'm god! Show you. Oh my god! 
<laughs> Isn't Aww, that cute? She's cute. Look at that cat. I love that she's silver really, tabby. She's really well behaved, this cat. That's so cute. They must have been fucking dying when they realized that they could do this. How would you not? I would do this. Oh my God. Absolutely. I would want Melon to be the witness. We could get him a top hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would want to put him in a top hat and a little bow tie. That would he would look so cute. I love seeing cats doing little jobs. He would yeah, Melon would hate it though. He would hate the top hat. He would, but it would be funny. It would be funny just for the picture and then I have to apologize to if him. If he bit you in the picture. <laughs> yeah. You're trying to do a cute photo. Right. And our final story is from Live Science. A six inch stone penis. Uh- was used to sharpen weapons in medieval Spain. Wow. So they found this and they decided that this was a knife sharpener. We're in a golden age of penis fossils. Yeah. They just keep finding them. There's a lot of penises being unearthed in these archaeological digs. And it's no surprise. Men have long been obsessed with their penises. Forever. (laughs) It's the oldest thing that's existed. Penises have been popular since the beginning of time. Yeah. And it's always related to like tools. <laughs> Did you, where was that, that I saw an image? It was like a, it was, maybe it was like from Pompeii. I don't know. It was something. Um, it was like an ancient image of this guy weighing his penis. And it was like a very large penis. And he was like some fertility god. But he had his penis on a scale and it was like So it was a drawing. Large. It was a drawing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was Sorry. like an ancient drawing. It was an ancient I was drawing. I a photo of someone in Pompeii weighing his dick. They, don't, they didn't have <laughs> I know. They didn't have photos. I think because you said image, it made me think. And I, I was like, wait, Pompeii? Like, yeah. Okay, so it was a drawing. That's hilarious and I need to see that. Because that is just that just says it all. Where did I fucking see guy that? weighing his dick? Even was, in the olden days, he was weighing his dick, and it was like this guy had a strong seed. Yeah, he's like my dick is full. I'm gonna Google this right now. This is gonna yield some really bad results. Penis scale, ancient. Yeah, I don't want to see some modern guy weighing his dick. Oh, well, there's like more than one penis oh, scale. There's like a, a sculpture of a penis. Maybe that was a thing. You got to weigh your dick every Here week. Here it is. Okay. Here's the picture. This guy has his penis in a scale. What is this, though? It's fuck? like he's... It's also... There's a basket of fruit nearby. Wait. His dick is huge. I told you. It's like a comically large dick. That's I don't not know. a real dick. Like, no one would have a dick that big. No, but this guy's like a... Uh, okay, it is. This is an old fresco in the ruins of Pompeii. Ooh. Okay, so that's We've why gotta I saw go. it. Because I was reading about Pompeii, like, because <laughs> I couldn't sleep. So I was in one of those Wikipedia rabbit holes and I was reading about Pompeii. And I must have seen this image. So this is. Of course. I like how even when you're trying to read about historical I end stuff, up on the dick like, stuff. Ooh, a dick scale. That dick is so stupid looking. I'm. <laughs> it looks like a rocket ship. Why is he so shiny? He's really shiny. Um, can I tell you something I learned about Pompeii the other night? Sure. That really devastated me. Oh, boy. So you know how there's like the people, like you can go see the people yes. that are there? Those aren't even the real people. Those are plaster casts that they made of the of the indentations of the bodies in like the 1800s, like the late 1800s. That devastated me. 
Yeah, I want to see the real ones. We want to see. The, so, like, you know how you see those images of like the bodies that are just like look like they're made of pumice. They were crafted. They were crafted for in, tourism. Well, <laughs> also to preserve. Like, they are accurate depictions of the shapes right. and the positions the bodies were. Because those would probably crumble, or probably did at some point. Yeah, I. The way they did it was really interesting. Like, they basically poured plaster into the indentations left behind. Yeah. Because there was, like, all this negative space that was left behind. I feel like I've read about Pompeii before. Because I feel like I have some disturbing thoughts about it. What? Or information that I found out that I was like, (gasps) but now I can't remember what it was. I'll have to go reread. It's kind of... It's a fucked up story. It's a really fucked up story. It's super fascinating. And they're still like discovering stuff there. And they're also still trying, they're desperately trying to like preserve the site because obviously like the elements or people who like go in and yeah, whatever, vandalize it or animals, like a variety of things could like destroy the site. So like, I know like the people are still working to preserve it today, but I really want to visit it. Yeah. I would love to go to Pompeii. Where is it? It's by... Next to other cities. It's like, by Rome. It's by Rome. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. also just watched a movie called Pompeii recently. <laughs> I've been on a Pompeii Wait, what is, What's the movie? Is it's, that a modern? Yeah. It's with Jon Snow. Jon Snow? Oh, the actor. It's like Titanic, but in Pompeii. So it's set in the olden days? Yeah. It's set in Pompeii. Okay. I want to watch it's it. Like, it's really... Stupid, but I really enjoyed it. I like stupid movies, <laughs> especially disa- all disaster movies are kind of stupid. Disaster movies is another one of my favorite genres. Kind of goes into the alien invasion genre. I like disaster movies, and the more they're connected to conspiracy theories, the better. Like I like when like that was what was funny about 2012. Like it had that conspiracy theory aspect. Oh, because of Woody Harrelson's yeah, character? Yeah, and it was like, see, it's all the prophecy. Yeah. Like, that was funny to me. Did like you ever that. see um, Dante's Peak? Oh, my God. With Pierce Brosnan? Yes, but that was like when the... T- that was when every year there was two movies that were very similar. Because they also had volcanoes. <laughs> yes. There was I, like I think they're both years, good. Of course. Well, it was like Deep Impact and the other one. Armageddon. My hot take is I think Deep Impact is far superior to Armageddon. That's a hot take? Is it? I don't know. I like Deep Impact. I think it's really good. I don't don't like Armageddon. I don't either. But Armageddon was like the really pop. Because Armageddon to me isn't enough disaster. It's more about like the story. It's like more plot driven about the characters. Yes. I just don't like that Aerosmith song either. Yeah. And that just always made me think of Armageddon. I was like, I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear that song. Again. (laughs) Um, Uh, No, I loved Deep Impact. Oh, sorry. Especially the scene with Taya Leone and her dad at the end. That like made me cry. It's sad. I love Deep Impact. Uh, it's so. really it's a it's a really good disaster movie. I I've probably seen every single like mainstream disaster movie. You that know which one I haven't seen? It's kind of like a popular one, and I keep wanting to watch it. Um, is Twister? I'm not a big Twister head. I'm not. I haven't seen it though. It's okay. I mean, Twister was huge, and I know that's not a popular opinion. Because people love Twister, and I understand that. And it was very, very popular when it came out. And I know it's like a favorite of some people, but it's my personal 
And out of all the disaster movies, it's not one of my favorites. I definitely want to see it because it is something that people talk about still. People I don't know why. I don't know why. They should talk more about Deep Impact or 2012. I like the core, too. The core is great. The, the core, core is so underrated. Why don't people like the core? It's stupid as hell. It, got, like, it is so dumb. It's so <laughs> dumb. We have The earth has stopped rotating. We need to drill into the center of the earth and re restart the core that is a great premise are you kidding me because no one even knows what the hell that means (laughs) that's my favorite disaster when they're throwing science at me and it's like this isn't even real yeah i never heard of such shit like that would that's not what happened the earth first of all the earth is not going to stop spinning no that would be like crazy (laughs) that would be like anytime you have to use a nuclear bomb to redo something that's not a good idea it's just kind of like come on did you see greenland with yes i love i loved that that's like an a plus movie it was a plus i love that there's gonna be a greenland too oh Uh, that movie that was on i was on a gerard butler kick yeah and i watched like every gerard butler movie i was that one was like i was like this is prestige i was surprised (laughs) i was surprised because i had just watched his other disaster movie first What's well, first? No, no, it's not called first. First, the, I watched it first oh. before Greenland. What's the movie called? Oh fuck, he's a scientist. And oh, oh, Geostorm. Geostorm. Yes, I heard that wasn't that good. There isn't enough disaster. I think it's it's pretty funny. It's good. I'm gonna watch I think it tonight. I think I'm gonna watch it tonight. I think it's a good dumb disaster movie. So I had watched that one, which is definitely low level, but I thought entertaining. And then I watched um, Greenland, and I was like, "Oh, it's this really, is legitimately good. It's really well done, and it it's a freaky ending. Like yeah. it's sort of like dark. It's dark. It's dark. I want to um, rewatch that. It was it's good. so good. Have you seen the day the Earth stood still with Keanu Reeves? Yes, it's good. The one I didn't really like is um, what is it with Jake Gyllenhaal tomorrow? Oh, I love the day after tomorrow. You do? Oh, I love that one. Maybe I should give it another that's try. A Roland, I don't that's think that's a Roland Emmerich joint. I mean, typically he's he's great. <laughs> I feel like I couldn't get into that one. I might try again because uh, uh, sometimes it is my mood, or if I have to get through. Sometimes the beginning of disaster movies can be very boring. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the setup and you're finding out who everyone is and they're all scientists or whatever. No, I like that one. And the other one I like is San Andreas with The Rock. Oh, I've seen that like 10 times. It's me too. It's so good. That's it's like so one good. of the best disaster movies ever. <laughs> they, That's the perfect amount of family time. Yes. And the family's involved in the disaster, which yeah. I like. Yeah. Also a great villain, stepdad. He's great. He's so He's good. He's so good. And fucking Gerard, I'm sorry, The Rock is so good in this. He's so good. Uh, I love this movie. I love There's San so Andreas. many stupid things in it. We've got Paul Giamatti. Yeah. It's like, why is he here? Why is He's always there. Because he's like, I, I, love, I love someone like that getting their paycheck. It's yeah. like, yes, do this movie. Yeah. Who fucking cares? It's I, great. I would love to be in a disaster movie. And here's what's great about this movie. San Andreas starts off with a banger, completely unrelated because oh, he's to like the movie. a search and rescue guy. Yeah, right. Yes, and it's just a. It's, it has nothing to do with the disaster that's about to come. It's sort of like cliffhanger. How cliffhanger starts out? There's like a prologue. <laughs> yes, even though it's like related to cliffhanging, but it's so still, you're immediately like, this guy's fucking rocks. Like, yeah, I love this guy. Yeah, uh, and then it just and then we're in the Bay Area. Yeah, I'm fucking scared. 
It's, like it's like really, you gotta get to high ground. There's just scary. so many good parts in it. It's a great movie. It's a great one. So I'm gonna watch Geostorm tonight. Oh, yeah. I, Geostorm I, is definitely dumb. But because it's yeah. like, what the hell's a geostorm? <laughs> it's where all the weather is bad at the same time. But you love it. You love to see it because yeah. it's like, sure. I don't fucking know science. Why I'll not? buy anything. Yeah, <laughs> I'll totally buy it. Um, anyway, let's just take a break and we will be right back. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings with big cash back at hundreds of stores. Don't miss headliners like Canon, Fenty Beauty, and Dyson. I can't wait to shop for all of my summer fashion and beauty needs, and we'll definitely be checking out Ulta and Adidas. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. You can really save by stacking cash back on top of other deals. And during Big Give Week, the cash back is bigger than ever. It's the time to shop for everything you need for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Membership is free, and it's all happening May 6th to May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost on top of Big Give Week cashback rates, go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Rakuten is the shopping platform to save while shopping. Desi, I have a podcast I want to shout out yes. this week called Gossip and Lime. These girls... I really like these girls. Yeah, I listen too. I like these they ladies. Were, um, they're a listener of ours. Yes. Raven is a longtime listener of the show, and she has a podcast with her best friend, and it really is like listening to two best friends. The best. Talk. I really enjoy um, 
their voices. Like, mm-hmm. I think they both have really pretty voices. So, like, they're very pleasant to listen to, but they're also really funny. Um, I was listening at the gym and I was like laughing. It was good. And they like, they like were talking about food and I was getting really hungry. I know. I saw the message too about, are they Trinidadian? They're Trini. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, that I want, I want that food. They were talking about macaroni pie and I was getting so hungry. I'm so hungry. <laughs> if we're in New York, you ladies better take us to get some macaroni pie. Yeah. Anything. Please. I'll try anything. So go listen to their podcast. They, they do like a kind of, um, like a shoot the shit episode, more casual once a week, but they also have like stories that they tell a lot about Caribbean culture. Yes. They have a Miss Cleo episode. They they have a Real Housewives of Atlanta episode. Ooh. So they have like a lot of interesting stuff like yeah. on their on their on these episodes. So go give them a five star review. I don't want any anything less than a five on at the- least. <laughs> on these ladies podcasts. Anyway, I just wanted to give them a shout out. I subscribed. I think they're really funny. Yeah. Desi, do you have anything else you want to recommend this week? Um, recommend? No, I don't. I don't I don't think I'm watching anything new or listening to anything new. I'm just, you know, in a rut yeah. as far as consuming media. Yeah. I'm not doing anything interesting with that part of my life. <laughs> I'm just doing the old standbys. I started watching Drag Race Philippines. Oh yeah, I really love these. Are you ladies. on season one? Yeah, that's the that that's is the only one. one. That oh, there's only one. We saw we saw one of those ladies um, at DragCon. I was trying to remember her name. You might remember. Um, it's like Nicola. It's like three names. I can't oh, remember, gosh. but she is the one who did the Whitney Houston. Yes, it was amazing. I'm sorry. So maybe it's like Sweet Love, Nicola, Love Nicola, Nicola Love something. I can't remember. Okay, I'm sorry. I can't remember because I'm also watching season one of UK at the same time. So my brain's kind of jumbled and I'm watching season eight of All Stars, which is currently airing. Oh, so but you haven't watched all the All Stars. No, okay. but I'm watching the current season of yeah. All Stars. Um. Yes, I am still in season 12. Season 12 is a great season. Yeah, I love Heidi. I'm obsessed with Heidi in Closet. I love Heidi. She's like one of my all-time favorite queens. She is so funny to me, just a naturally funny person. She's so beautiful too. Yes. Like she looks like Diana Ross. Oh yeah, She's good call. Gorgeous. She does. She has those eyes. She has these gorgeous eyes. I just adore Heidi. I um, love her. She just did the funniest. Um, she did a commercial when they have to do like their little product. Yes. And she did that little whistle through her gap. Ugh. <laughs> and everyone was just like, I don't know what you're selling, but you're so yeah, fucking the, funny. The supple. The, the Heidi supple. Su- it was like Heidi hydration lotion. It was her lotion. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. It was really funny. Her commercial was just so funny. Like the product was not that creative, but the commercial was like over the top. Hilarious. I remember that. Yeah. No, she's she's on the current season of All Stars, but she just she just uh, adored Delano'd herself. Yes, I saw that. That I, happens. I respect it. I Look, understand, even though it's sad that I won't see her in this season anymore. I totally get it. It's a it's a fucking hard gig. It's really difficult. It's really difficult, and if you feel like unappreciated, mm. I'm sure it fucking sucks. 
I don't know what happened to her on this season because I haven't watched, but I just remember a door season. And it's like, I get like the harsher criticism when you're first on in a way, but once you're an all-star, it's like, you're already there. It's like, there's really, this should be a fun time. There's really no need for harsh criticism anymore. I think like in a way. Yeah. Um, so I have no idea what happened. I mean, these queens work so hard and then they have to deal with like toxic fandom on top of that. Like people who are fans of a different queen and they, then they attack the other queen on social. It's just like, who has time? I don't know. I just, I know they, they work so hard and they're all great. Like don't bash other queens online. Like don't Mm -hmm. attack other queens. Well, I mean, there's a few I don't like, well, but I would yes. never bash them. Right. I'm, <laughs> yes, that's understandable. There are some queens where you're like, and oh. they're usually it's the personality. It's not that I think their looks are bad, but like a Fifi O'Hara, like fuck her. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but Fifi, but Fifi quit doing. Fifi isn't even Fifi anymore because she was so, and I get it. Like she was so tired of being attacked. It's like even Fifi, where it's like we didn't like her how she was portrayed or how she whatever her personality, well, how, she how she on season four was it season four? Well, I can't remember. But she doesn't deserve death threats. None of them. No, do. that's of, what I mean. I don't. I didn't care for her. Like, right? Maybe it was editing, but whatever. Right? She looks. She came off bad. I would, I've never sent her a message or a mean comment. (laughs) I just don't even think about her. And if people like her, it's like, fine, what do I fucking care? Like, yeah. And there's only a few contestants where I'm like, ugh, like, I don't like them. Right. Which is like, whatever, that's normal. But you're not going to, why would you do that? It just doesn't make sense. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't get where people, I don't get it. I mean, I feel bad that she's not performing anymore. She's, it's because of that hatred, but maybe... She's doing more like online stuff. Okay. I don't know. She's not Fifi O'Hara anymore. Okay. Yeah. I, I kind of think I heard that she had quit. Yeah. But I don't know like the But full I don't story. know the full story. Um, but I, yeah, I just I, that's that like she, wild to me that people go that far. I just can't. Yeah. Like leave these girls alone. Just be nice. Be nice to people. It's like so much better to just be nice to people. Yeah, and maybe they feel maybe they look at what they've done and are also like, ugh, like you know what I or mean? Or just like, ignore them. Like if you don't like it, like just uplift, like use that energy to uplift someone you do like. Exactly. I just I can't believe people do that. Yeah. It's so foreign to me. Yeah, I don't get it. Um. Anyway, so I'm enjoying. <laughs> I'm watching three seasons at once right now. That's so, so it's y- crazy. I want to check out. Um, Drag Race Thailand, which I heard is so good. Yeah, Philippines is really good too, and I, and I'm learning a lot about um, like Philippine. Who hosts Philipp- that? This guy who's a drag queen in, in the Philippines. Philippines? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. It's great though because these girls on Drag Race Philippines, they are like stands of RuPaul's Drag Race, like the American. And well, so there's they- been some Filipino. Uh, G- Contestant Jiggly was a guest judge on the first, oh, yeah. on like the first episode, and right. I like Jiggly. Um, but they they make references like there's these two who are in a feud, and she was like, "I'm the Alyssa Edwards, and she's the Coco Montrese." <laughs> I love it because that helps us get right. We, we know what we that know, means, right? Uh, but no. they have like a feud outside of the show. So who does which ones does Rue host? She hosts UK. 
Does she host Canadian Canada? I don't know. Okay, because there's a Canada and an Australia too, or down under. Yeah, I don't know right? if she hosts like all the English speaking ones, but I'm not sure. I just um, know that she does host UK. Okay, I gotta watch. I gotta watch a few. Yeah, when I do my crocheting. Desi's getting show. into crocheting now. <laughs> I started watching crochet YouTube tutorial videos and I'm like, that looks so hard. But they're kind of addictive to watch. It was really soothing and I want to get into it. I should just order my yarn right now. I have so much yarn. I need like you to come over with your shit and t- and like show me physically. Well, let me learn how to do it. After I've, you learn. The thing with me is I need to do it regularly because I'll learn and then I forget because I don't do it for like months. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't remember how to do any of this. Um, but we should just do it and we can make a few crappy squares. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Of course, in my head, I'm like, I'm going to make a beautiful Afghan blanket. Yeah. It's going to be gorgeous. It's I'm going to buy huge. the finest yarn yeah, and waste get hundreds really- of dollars on something that's going to look like shit. <laughs> no, I'm going to get some You know what you should yarn. do is just get a cheap yarn and just start practicing stitches. Yeah. And not have a goal of making something, just learning. Right. I think. And then you won't be stressed because you can go, okay, I just made a magic circle. I just did 10 rows. Like just start getting the feel where you can just start doing it without thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can do it. We can do a knitting day or a crochet day. Is knitting watch. easier than crocheting? I don't think so. Oh, but I don't know what everyone in the world thinks. I I learned how to crochet as a child, so I'm really? always associate that with being easier. You really are little house on the prairie. I totally <laughs> believe me. I wanted to do everything. I wanted to paint Persian cats, crochet. <laughs> I was a fucking grandma. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. I always associate it with easy because I could learn it as a kid. Yeah. And knitting is, I don't have the coordination for it. Yeah. Personally. I've tried. Believe me, I have fucking knitting kits up the ass. Like, I'm always like, I'm going to knit. Remember when knitting got really hot in like the early 2000s? Yes. Yes. So I have like, I still have the yarn from my knitting kit. So maybe I was like, I'll crochet that shit. Mm. (laughs) I just can do crochet better. Yeah, I'm going to try it. I was I mean I was look, I was really good at making lanyards when I was a kid. I think so maybe I can that's the this is the adult version of that. I mean, crochet I think I in my opinion it it what I like like aesthetically, I feel like is always crocheted. Yes. Like I like the afghans, I like granny squares. Yeah. Uh, and knitting, I feel like is a is a more simple look. Like I don't feel like there's as many stitches. Yeah, but I could be wrong. Yeah, because crochet, crochet like has lacy. so many so many options it's and lacy. stitches. Yes, it can be. It can be like straight, look like a sweater. Yeah, and it can be lacy looking and like different shapes and stuff like that. Right. I don't know. Um, it's a crafting summer. It is. So yeah, I'm excited. What What are you eating? Oh, what do you God. eat? We didn't talk about the chili. We didn't talk about. Oh yeah. We didn't talk about the southwestern feast. We had a southwestern feast, as promised. uh, For what I thought was going to be the final chapter of Tombstone, I made Desi a southwestern feast. Desi gave me a recipe for real Texas style chili. No beans. No tomatoes. Just straight up chili paste. Homemade chili paste. Yes. I use five different chilies. Mm. I used. Ancho, guajillos, pasilla. I didn't use pasillas because chipotle. I used chipotle and adobo. I used California chilies, and I used something else. New Mexico chilies. Yeah, 
That's it was really good. Yes. Um, and then this recipe had coffee in it. Mm. It had chocolate, cinnamon, allspice. It was like a mole. Almost. It was mole adjacent. Yeah. Because it had those like warm f- spices in yes. it. And it had those warm spices and it had the chocolate and it had lots of chili peppers in it. And it was made with beef. 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 And I never cook beef ever. So I chopped up four pounds of chuck roast that morning that I made it. Yeah. Very unusual sight in my house. Melon was screaming for some beef. Beef. I had to give him a couple pieces. Oh. He got a few pieces. Um, and it turned out good. I was proud of myself. It's very good. I love that woman has great recipes. It's from what's the what's her Homesick name? Homesick Texan. It's a food blog that's been around for a very long time. I believe she has a cookbook as well. But if you like Tex Mex style food, yeah, it's all of that. It's really I've used a lot of her recipes. The desserts are really good too. And then Desi made a cornbread from Divas Can Cook, which is a blog food blog. Yes, and they have really good recipes. Very good. And it had like a honey butter on it. Mm, that's such a good recipe. I was eating that cornbread for days after you left. It's really tasty. And yeah. it kind of lasts for a few days. Like yeah. It tastes moist still. And then when you left my house after we recorded that night, I made a peach crostata. It's stone fruit season. Because it's stone fruit season. I had just brought, bought some fresh peaches and I had a disc of... Um, Pate brise in my fridge that had been defrosting. I bought some peaches. They're not they're not really ripe though. These peaches were good. I like a little underripe peach. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Well, these peaches were very juicy, and I put cinnamon and vanilla in the mixture. Yeah, I'm looking forward to my peaches. They just need to I'm be just, a little softer. I'm happy it's stone fruit season. I need to I go was, to a farmer's market. I was at Trader Joe's the other day, and two women were literally said, stone fruit season. That's I was like, me. oh my God. That's me. I mean, I like it, but I would never um, Say that scream out loud. it in Trader Joe's. Like, I'm, like that's very internet. Because mm. I feel like that's something people make fun of women. <laughs> but like women are like stone fruit season. Is that a thing? <laughs> I, I literally just saw something like last week Ugh. where it was like, it's a girl thing, like one of those stupid internet memes. Like, Honestly. Like it's the summer version of pumpkin spice latte. There is so much tragedy in this world. Let me enjoy stone fruit season and be annoying about it. Um, every stone fruit is good. Yeah, all of them. And they're all delicious. And we only get them one time of the year. It is very exciting. That first stone fruit that you eat in the year is always exciting. I've already had cherries. Summer is my favorite time of year. It's a big deal for me. No, stone fruits are great. And I like summer except for I don't like heat. Yeah. It's not good. I like the heat. Yeah, it sucks ass. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a little Irish rose. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people don't like heat. It's true. You, people like the fall or the spring. Yeah. I mean, it's nice when I'm in Northern California. Mm. Because it's not hot. It hasn't been hot here. We've had like some June Oh, gloom. I love June gloom. Everyone's like 
crying. I'm like, this. I'm thriving. I, lo- I hope it lasts it's till I leave. Gray. Los Angeles has been gray. I'm like, what is this, the west side? I can always tell when everyone complains about the weather that it, I'm happy as a clam. Yeah. Because I'm always opposite of everyone. They're like, I'm depressed. I'm I like, am I'm depressed. Happy. I've been depressed for the past four days. Right. But I mean, you're depressed. Like, yeah. you have depression. <laughs> But this is making it worse. Is it? Yes. I mean, every time I see people say that, I'm always like, you literally always tweet about being depressed year round. I have clinical depression and I need it to get hot. I need to go to a baseball game. I need to be out in the sun eating a hot dog. Yeah. I guess I could do that on on my patio. When it gets warm. I mean, it's not that cold though. It's like no, 70s. It's not it's not cold. Like it's it's a, just but it's like it's gray outside. Right now it's not. Right now it's not. But yeah. it it's been gray for most of the day. I am enjoying how the light being light again outside till it's dark. I love that. I just like want to go like on a walk and get some gelato at 9 p.m. like right when it gets dark. Like that's summer to me. Yeah. Um so yeah, I don't have any of that interesting food. I will be making some I think we talked about the French food club getting back and I would like to try macarons. Yeah. Like the, or something with egg whites because yeah. those are always... Those are your arch nemesis, egg whites. Um, getting better at it uh, in certain areas, but my last macaron... I've done a successful macaron and I've done a fail. Yeah. So my last one was a fail. So now I'm like, I can't... You know, it's like, you know, sometimes you just, you think it's fully stiff but you're like, well, it clearly wasn't because it deflated. Yeah. yeah. What did I do wrong? Was right. there like a fucking speck of egg yolk in there? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know how your egg yolks are literally ruined yeah. if there's one speck of you yolk? You can't have that. It's you just, can't be and in you're there. just like, I, so I think what happened was I knew they weren't good, but I was like, I'm going to try because it's a waste. I need to get a bunt pan. I, I ordered have a bunt pan. I ordered a bunt pan from Williams Sonoma like two years ago and it just never arrived. What? Yeah. You didn't complain? I might have. I don't remember. It was so long ago. But I was devastated because I was like, I'm going to become a bunt, a bunt cake bitch. I have a, I bought a bunt cake pan and I made it a little, really delicious bunt cake. And it came, it's always like when it comes out, you're like, holy shit, it worked. There was this, <laughs> there was this woman, God bless her. She was like the house mom of the first sober living I ever lived at. And she, like me, was clinically depressed, but she was like really like Eeyore oh, depressed. Yeah. Like she would just sit on the couch and just like stare. And um, I know I shouldn't laugh about this, um, but <laughs> there was this one day, it was just like, I don't know, it was like the middle of the day and she'd just been sitting on the couch and she just hadn't said anything for like hours and she just goes, I'm going to make a bunt cake. There's, there's something, de- <laughs> just there always, is something depressing about bunt cakes. I just always associate bunt cakes with depression now. I always associate them with like, it's like, it's like, I don't know, like old fashioned. It's, it's like very a, like old when fashioned. When I was a kid, like the grandmas made bunt cakes. They love bunt cakes. I would love to read like the history of bun cakes. Like, like what, what, why did they decide we need that shape? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, like, yeah, it's a ring. Well, there was this Martha Stewart recipe I wanted to make. I think that's why I bought the bun cake pan. And it's like a apple cider donut inspired bun cake. Ooh. So I wanted to make that. Also, by the way, I was looking at, I love like, 
like in old newspapers, like they'll they'll have recipes. Oh yeah. So I found a bunch of recipes from the Arizona newspapers from the 1880s. Ooh. And I almost because I was gonna surprise you, I was almost gonna make this sour cream cake. That's what I was gonna say. Those are the best bun cakes, like sour cream coffee cake, yeah. bun cake. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm always gonna want a sour if a dessert has sour cream. I'm in gonna it, make I'm it. Like, That's good. Well, I have all this sour cream in my fridge right now. So I was like, I need to make a sour cream coffee cake right now. Sour cream is also good with fruit, with like a little sugar. Ooh. That was like maybe, one of my favorites. You should have that. That's like a good little easy dessert. Yeah. Like I used to... Um, oh, with strawberries and brown sugar. Yes. I had that as a kid. With, you we, dip the strawberries and the, the sour cream and then dip it in brown sugar. It's the best. I, you just unlocked a memory. We, I had that as a kid for dessert. That's like my fav, one of my favorite things. It's I fucking really love it. really good. Sometimes with creme fraiche. Well, yeah. Creme fraiche is really good. Yeah. But the sour cream with the brown sugar, sour it's cream so good. Sour cream is just so elite. Oh, I love it. It's like, how can I eat more? <laughs> Yeah. Um, um, that's it. Okay. Bye. Bye.